Good morning, wonderful people. This is episode eight. I think this one I'm going to call, plain and simply put, it's my fault. I think that sentence, that phrase, is one of those things that people really avoid. And and don't get me wrong, I I myself included in that. Um, More often than I'd like to, than I'd like to admit to. I think that, you know, with all the self-help and, you know, whatever stuff that's available to us now, we all just think that we're going to find the magical answers to all of our problems in a self-help book, you know, or because we listen to to somebody smarter than us that we're going to figure out all our problems. And And I think the component that's missing with a lot of people is that somewhere in the vocabulary is not the phrase, it's my fault, you know, and I've spent a decent amount of time talking to people and listening to what other people say and and say for my job, I listen to people, you know, talk about and bitch about and whine about one of the most important things in in the world, which is money, right? I mean, I, I get to be a an accountant and a, and a wealth management specialist, which means that I listen to people talk about the goods, the bads, the ugly, about, about money and taxes and responsibility. And, and it sickens me to the point of, of absolutely no return how much people are, are always, always creatively coming up with someone else that, you know, it's this person's fault or it's that person's fault. You know, I just had somebody sit at my desk a little while ago and, and start blaming Trudeau you know, who's the Canadian prime minister here about, you know, all this, all this tax problems, why he, (coughs) in Canada, if you don't pay your taxes and you don't uh, make a payment plan with Canada Revenue Agency, they can, they can seize your bank account and, and take any incoming deposits to pay off your taxes. Now, you know, truth be told, this doesn't happen that often. Okay. I mean, they're, they're not like the IRS. They're not coming in to take your house, you know, things like that. Right. I've in, in, in the eight years I've been doing this, I've, I've seen them put a lien against two people's houses and those were estates where the person hadn't filed 10 years of business taxes and owed to the tune of like $2 million. Right. They're there. Now they put a lien against the property so that as the estate was settled, the sale proceeds would go into the pot for, for the back taxes, which is totally fair. Um, but anyway, this gentleman, you know, owed some taxes because he's part of an oil field group and, and their, their idea is that they pay this, this bonus out. But instead of, instead of paying out the bonus, they, they give these guys like, you're supposed to put it into your RSPs or save some for your taxes. But all these guys just go and spend their, their bonus. And then, you know, they're undertaxed based on that. And, and so they always, owe like this guy owed $11,000 on his, on his tax return. Anyway, he sat on my desk and bitched and whined as I gave him the spiel about making payments and things like that, about how CRA was so fucking horrible that they would, that they could possibly take his bank account. And Justin Trudeau was the fucking reason why this was a thing. And I just, you know, I just kind of looked at him and I mean, I don't, I don't get that political at work. I really try not to, because at the end of the day, it's my job to do your money. It's not your, you know, it's not my job to give you my opinion about politics, but that one fucking bugs me because Justin Trudeau and the liberal government did not put that law in place. That was a conservative law passed about eight years ago. 
you know, I said, I'm like, this was not Justin Trudeau. You know, this was, this was a previous government that you guys all remember the what? The good, the bad, the, only the good of the, the conservative government? I said, you know, this was, this was something that was in place for a long time. And he was like, well, okay, well then why doesn't Justin Trudeau reverse it? Well, are you fucking stupid, man? Why would the government, why would he come in and do that? Why would he come back and reverse something that was already voted in that helps the government? He's a politician. I'm not, you know, I'm not, <clears throat> like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm voting liberal. And if that, you know, I don't feel like getting into a complete political debate about why the liberal government versus the, politi- the conservative government is better in, in Canada and Alberta right now. But let's just, let's just say for whatever argument's sake and opening the can of worms, I'm voting liberal. Okay, for, for the good and the bad. But, you know, it's like, he's a politician at the end of the day. Why would he come in and reverse something that allows them to basically take that, that final step in keeping people accountable? You know, like, in my life, in my business, you know, I, I put an SOS in my business name. And when I talk about what I do and I talk, you know, I talk about my clients and I talk about people that I meet with, I get the cream of the crop. The guys that haven't filed anywhere from five to ten years of back taxes all the time. You know, when I, when, you know, when I met my boyfriend, he, he laughed and he's like, I I honestly didn't think that like people did that. Like I really like, oh my God. He's like, I would never have believed that until I met you and I hear about it on a daily basis. Like people get behind on taxes all the time, like all the time. This is like very, very, very common. Not, not once in a blue moon, like runs my business all the time kind of deal. And, you know, it, it always comes back to, like I said, blaming somebody else for whatever problems you have. You know, I get the guys that are on the edge of bankruptcy and all of a sudden they're like, well, <clears throat> my ex-wife racked up a credit card in my name that I didn't know about to the tune of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and she, you know, drained every penny out of my bank account or he drained every you know penny out of my bank account. I didn't know it. And quite frankly, to be fair. In today's technological age, you fucking know about it. Nobody can get a credit card in your name without, you know, without you knowing about it. Nobody can take money out of your bank account without you knowing about it. You know, like, we've lost personal accountability. And and I guess at the end of the day, this talk is, it's my fault. You know, nobody sits at my desk and says, this is my fault. I fucked up nobody and it and it it hurts my brain because you know I talked about this in I don't know I think it was episode three which is don't throw your lady balls in their face and you know this idea that you know they're not paying you for your opinion but at the same time I have a unique position in where you know in coming to me and talking about the good the bad and the ugly people are looking for advice. So, you know, my job is to give them advice that's rooted in sound reasoning, not necessarily just complete opinion. Um, so I have to find a delicate line of, of, you know, being constructive without being overly critical. And, and I guess I, you know, I look at it and I'm like the mom that isn't going to hold your hand, but I'm also not going to slap you upside the head. You know, but, but I do talk to people and I say, you know, at the end of the day, you know, at least today you've made the choice to come in and talk to me and we're going to set this straight and things like that. But 
I put the caveat on it that, you know, in order for me to do what I do, you have to take responsibility and, and do what I need you to do. Well, suddenly you can't go around blaming everybody else because this shit's not getting done, right? You want the solution? Well, then you have to go to the bank and print the bank statements. You want the solution? Well, then you have to give me all the information. You have to tell me the dirty laundry. You have to sit there and, and pour your soul out to me. And if you don't, I cannot physically help you. You know, this is, this is nobody's deal but yours. And I've been in situations where the person tries to, you know, schlep us off on an assistant or, oh, you're going to talk to this person and this person and this person. And I always have to come back to them and be like, look, like at the end of the day, for, for all your woe is me bullshit, this is nobody's fault but yours. You know, I gave you a list. We sat down and we had an honest conversation. You decided to fuck off. Well, this is your fault. And again, again, I go back to it. I think that the culture that we've created with all the self-help, you know, the self-help gurus and the, and the, and the words of advice and, and, you know, people will listen to one talk, take one sentence and go, yeah, I'm enlightened. <clears throat> I'm sorry to say you're not. <laughs> um, enlightenment is not something that takes two minutes. Um, I myself have been working at this for, you know, for five years and I'm nowhere near where I need to get yet to my you know, farther than I was five years ago, of course. And all that does is allow me to look, you know, at the world through a slightly more realistic, you know, magnifying glass. Um, but, you know, I think we, we lack this idea that it's my fault. Well, I'm sorry, but you didn't file taxes for 10 years. This is your fault. You know, I didn't pay the government these magical taxes that I knew were there and they're charging me all this interest and penalties. Well, sorry, bud, this is your fault you knew you had to pay those amounts and you chose not to. Like, that's just how it goes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, I guess I'm going this way. Shit. Welcome to driving on the roads in fucking winter, Alberta. It's beautiful. Um, and yes, I make these mostly on my commute to work, so. <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome to the shittiness that is Alberta roads. But anyway, I just... You know, I just look at this stuff and I and I go, the hardest reality that I've had to come up with is that this is my fault, you know. I sat in a very abusive relationship for seven years and at the end of the day, the, you know, I can't control what he did, but I can control what I let him do. And that's my, you know, my baggage to work through is that this was my fault. You know, I chose to stay. And, and yeah, I mean, sure, Stockholm Syndrome, whatever else, you know, come up with all the all the excuses. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm sure I qualify for all of them, but that doesn't help me get better. That doesn't help me, you know, figure anything out. All that does is just allow me to still feel shitty and, you know, blaming him is not going to help anything because he doesn't give a shit if I blame him. You know, he's, he's already moved on to the next, you know, wife that he's beaten the shit out of and, and, you know, and, and that's great. You know, I, I have to learn to let that go. You know, it's not, sorry, it's not great, but for me it's okay. Well, the reality is, is he's proven that it doesn't really matter whether I'm mad or whether I blame him because it doesn't, it doesn't affect him. Well, it affects me because all I'm doing is creating this negative, bitter, you know, surrounding for myself and and so you know and talking to a therapist and listening to my books that you know you have to sit there and you have to go this is my fault I got here because of me nobody forced me to stay yes I was scared and yes there were circumstances but nobody forced me to stay nobody forced me to allow him to hurt me nobody forced me to you know ignore the issues you know I was 
raised to just make it work. Well, nobody forced me to do that, you know? And, and so, you know, in admitting that this is my fault, it doesn't make anything magically better either, but it sure puts the world in a different perspective because you're not sitting there just going, well, everybody else, you know, did this to me, right? Like I said, in business and stuff like that, I mean, nobody, nobody forced you to not file taxes. Nobody forced you to be bad with your money. Nobody forced you to ignore reality. You know, you can be working on yourself, but if you don't remember to admit that this is your fault from time to time, the world's going to just keep magically shitting on you and you're going to be magically at the end of all the of all the bad luck and and oh my god, this always happens to me type shit attitude and and you're never going to get better. All right? Saying this is my fault is not easy. Saying this is my fault does not make you feel good. There's no warm, fuzzy gratification, you know, shit that surrounds you when you say this is my fault. But, you know, I've talked about this in, in, in pretty much all my videos and I'll go back to it. Is our brain is the most, like, undoubtedly the most amazing, powerful organ in our body. And when we full, you know, we fill it full of... I just have bad luck and well of course this shit happens to me and man no matter what I do there's always somebody standing in my way and god I can't do this because of xyz and you know abc and whatever well what do you think our brain's going to believe our brain is going to be now wired to believe and find and and connect the dots that that aren't actually there to to make all these scenarios plausible because we don't rationalize anything anymore unless we can blame it on somebody else well I hate to tell you, and I don't like saying it to myself either, but it's your fault. And that's okay. Because the first step to getting better is admitting you have a problem. And you may laugh and you may, you know, snort and you may say, oh my God, that's the most cliche line on the planet, but come on. There's a reason why AA, that's in their mantra. The first step to recovery is admitting you have a problem. Do you have a problem? Lying to yourself is a problem. Do you have a problem? Blaming the world for your problems is a problem. Do you have a problem? Never taking any personal responsibility for the shit that happens to you is a problem. Today is Monday morning. What are you going to do this week that's going to that's going to counteract the way your brain is wired? Are you going to be able to say this is my fault? And these are the steps I can I can realistically do to, to start counteracting it? Am I ready for the pushback my brain is going to give me? Am I ready for the opposition and, and lack of comfort? As I said, there's no fucking warm, fuzzy feeling with admitting that this is your fault and taking steps to change. It fucking sucks. How's that for self-help? But it's true. It's not comfortable. You know, and... Maybe in podcast form, I can swear more than if I put this shit into a book, but but realistically, it fucking sucks. There's nothing good in the short term about admitting that you're wrong, that it's your fault, that you are the one that needs to change. Long term, though? Shit's the best. I don't know. Those are just my Monday thoughts for today, so... I don't know, I guess I'll, like I said, I'll leave you with asking yourself the question this week. Are you okay admitting? Are you ready to admit that it's your fault? And are you ready to, you know, endure the long, arduous battle of, of fixing you? 
It's not your job to fix anybody else. It's your job to fix you. So, cheers. Here's to fixing us. And the shitty, fucking, wonderfully uncomfortable feeling that ensues. May your coffee be hot and your week be short.